Shall we pray together? Eternal Father, I pray that by your special grace, the few words that will be spoken now will make meaning in the lives of your children. Since we came in, you have never stopped speaking. And we thank you for this. Father, we pray that all we shall do before your presence will be done deliberately for your glory. And Lord God Almighty, may your church be edified. Christ be lifted to draw men and women, boys and girls, unto himself. Speak through your servant. Beyond the preparation of this message, speak, Lord. If your children are ready to hear, and in hearing they will understand, and through understanding they will be obedient. Thank you, Father, because our coming together will never be in vain. Be glorified. Be magnified forever. In Jesus' name we pray. We call today Good Friday. Now believe that indeed on the day it happened about 2,000 years ago could that Friday be called Good Friday? Following through the record that we have I would guess that we will not be far from calling this Friday that we celebrate as Good Friday Dark Friday. Dark Friday because the Bible tells us that when Jesus Christ was nailed on the cross, it was 12 noon. And was hanging there for about three hours when he gave up the ghost. The Bible tells us that darkness filled the whole earth. And I believe that the Gospel of John, the writer of the Gospel of John, was not exaggerating. Darkness filled the earth for three good hours. It was with thick darkness. Why? Why? Because the light of the world is being killed. Even our natural light in the night, kill it or turn it off. Huh? You say kill it, have you? And you'll see darkness. And in the thick darkness, guess what? God is still being glorified. I tell you what, victory came not only because Christ rose. Victory came even on the cross. While he was on the cross, the Bible tells us that miracles were happening. The first thing we saw is actually that as soon as he said it's finished, guess what? The curtain 
of the temple covering the holy of holies ripped into two from top to bottom exposing the holy of holies making us to know that we can approach God without a Godfather. Then the Bible tells me that indeed, on that day when Christ was crucified, as he gave up the ghost, tombs were opened, and the saints in Christ rose from the dead. Wow, what a glorious thing the world actually beheld that day. Tombs were opened, and lo and behold, the saints in Christ rose from the dead. Another miracle that happened is this the time Jesus said it is finished, guess what? What man feared the most was killed. Death died. No wonder Paul would say in Colossians chapter 2 verse 15 that Christ disarmed principalities and powers and made public Spectacle of them, triumphing over them, even on the cross. If Satan had known that that will happen, I guess he would never have tried it, that he would kill the Son of God. But we thank God because this truly happened. Children of God, Despite the fact that we know that victory was won, that does not mean that we should forget about the suffering of the Lord concerning you and concerning me. We must never forget. It must always ring in our mind that the Son of God suffered not for his own sin, but for our sin. We need to know a few things that actually came upon him as suffering. And I will start with this one. The number one thing I want us to know is the one who made the universe, the one who actually was worshipped in heaven by the angels, came down to man that he made and we rejected him. We did not only reject him, the Romans wounded him. They pierced his hand, his hands, his feet, and his side. But before then, right from the time I was born, John would tell us in John chapter 1 verse 11, Oh, he came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. It is staggering to actually think about 
how we rejected the one that angels will rush to in order to adore and worship. Definitely, sin had covered us up. Sin had blinded us. We could not see the glory of God even in this one. He became an object of scorn, despised and rejected to such an extent that we killed him. We killed him. Who killed him? You and I killed him. The second thing that actually he suffered is that the one who was anointed with joy above all others now experienced intolerable sorrow. We have this written in the book of Hebrews chapter 1 verse 9. Can you put it in the board? Hebrews 1 9. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore God, your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than what? Your companies. Even this one uh, became the man of sorrow acquainted with grief. Why? For you and for me. The first thing that I see that is suffered is this. The beloved of the Father now experienced punishment from him instead. The Bible says in, first, in uh, Isaiah chapter 54, 50, uh, 53 verse 10, it pleased the Lord to crush him and cause him to suffer. Wow. It pleased the Lord to crush him and cause him to suffer. It was by God that Jesus was stricken smitten, afflicted, crushed, and chastised. The weight of the agony this caused was greater than the physical pain, yet it was the will of God to crush him. You remember very well in the Garden of Gethsemane, when the Lord was about to face this dark Friday experience, he went to the garden to pray. Three times he sought the face of God. And as recorded for us in the book of Matthew, we heard him say, Oh, my Father, if it is possible if it is possible let this cup pass from me nevertheless not as I will but as you will and then the second and the third time hear this he said if this cup 
cannot pass away from me unless I drink it. Your will be done. And what happened? The father willed it. And I tell you what, if it wasn't the will of the father, Satan and the world can never do anything to hurt him. The father willed it. But thanks be to God, the wound that he suffered is still being glorified even in heaven. In the book of Revelation chapter 5 verse 9, it has a, it's a something beautiful concerning the, the, the wound that Christ suffered. Starting from verse 8, really, we're told that the four living creatures and the 24 elders, oh, anytime they saw the print in his hand, they will get up, take off their crown, and bow before him. And in verse 9, they were saying this, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open the seal. For you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your, by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and the people of the nations and have made us kings and priests for our God and we shall reign on the earth. Children of God, so many other things can actually be said, but this will actually be sufficient. But let's see the effect of the cross. The cross was actually not there for nothing. The old rugged cross, the effect of it, everything that he did was for us. It was all for us. The love of God for us made it happen. And we can say, as it is written in Romans chapter 5, verse 8, God demonstrated his love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. Oh, yes. And I believe also the latter part of the book of Galatians chapter 2, verse 20 should be our theme forever. In that it says, the Son of God loved me and gave himself up for me. What a wonderful Savior. Jesus Christ himself said this before it happened. In John chapter 15, verse 13, greater love has no man than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. So, what did he do for you and for me? What did he do? Number one, he was rejected that you and I will be accepted. Rejected that we may be accepted. We are accepted by God into the family of God. How do you feel, brothers and sisters, how do you feel when you come to church and you see brothers and sisters of different colors, different tongues, 
from different phases of, 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 of life. Coming together and seeing ourselves as one. How do you feel? Sincerely speaking, I have no greater family than the church. That is number one. Because what has brought us together, what has bound us together, is by far thicker than the blood of human beings. You are my brother. You are my sister. We are one in Christ, no matter the color. Because what the Tower of Babel separated, Christ brought together again. Yes, we have joy to see that we are in the midst of a family. And I know that in this, we will continue to experience it after now. When we get to heaven, guess what? The revelation of John concerning what will happen in heaven is so true. And I look forward to it. Because in Revelation chapter 7 verse 9, the Bible says that John saw a great multitude that no one could number. Of all nations, tribes and people and tongues standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes with palm branches in their hands. And what were they saying? Crying out with a loud voice saying, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. I believe by the grace of God. By the grace of God, I will not miss it. I don't know about you. I will not miss it by the grace of God. Not by power, not by mind, but by his grace. I will be there. Clothed in white. The second thing that actually he did for us is that he was sorrowful to give us joy. He was sorrowful to give us joy. If you look at First Peter chapter 1, verse 8, you will see that our joy is made complete in Christ Jesus. No wonder there is always much joy in heaven concerning a sinner that has come to repentance to accept Jesus Christ as his Lord than for 99 who actually need no repentance. And I pray that that joy, uh, you make it happen in heaven today. As you are seated, if you have not believed in Jesus Christ, I pray that today will be your day of salvation. Then thirdly, he was punished instead of us. He was punished instead of us. Isaiah 53, 5 and 6 declare this. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on Jesus the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Children of God, enough of the boasting of some of us who think that we are holy than everyone of, everyone else. Enough. What is your holiness before God? 
if not for the death of Christ. I want you to know that God expects us to actually live a holy life, yes, but not to boast about it. Huh? You've heard so many stories of you know, people get, get into heaven and um, someone who actually is counted as nothing uh, got to heaven and was given mansions and a pastor, a pastor was actually thinking, ah, my, my will be greater. And guess what? He had a thatched roofed house in heaven. It was still heaven. The moment you are conscious of your holiness, guess what? You have turned that price Christ Jesus paid into nothing. If you think that by your good works you will enter, it's a lie. Only Jesus can save. The doctrine of Christ replacing us must not in any way be played down by the church. Subs Substitution. Substitutional doctrine must not in any way be abandoned. It was a substitute for our sin, our punishment. And for this, we know that indeed, if we accept it and embrace it and thank God for it, joy will be ours. Christ has paid it all. He has paid it all. Number four, by his stripes we are healed. By his stripes we are healed. One writer, one scholar actually said that there are known to be about 49 diseases to mankind. And every stripe that Jesus received was meant for each disease. I don't know whether they added Zika or what do you call it? Zika. Or whether they added Ebola. Whether they added what again? I don't know. Uh-huh. You know something? Whether there are 101 diseases, the stripes of Christ will heal it. The healing is both physical and spiritual. The holistic healing can only come from God. And by our accepting him, we tap into it by faith. Almost everybody that Jesus Christ healed, he said to them, your faith has made you whole. Let it be done according to your faith. I think the only person that I read about that that didn't happen to was the man by the uh, pool of Siloam. Because the man doubted. 
Take up your bed. Okay? I'll take it. But for everyone that will have faith in Jesus, guess what? That healing is available. Now, don't get me wrong. It may be the will of the Father to call you home if you're sick and you die by it. But one thing is sure. The spiritual healing is the most important thing. Healing of the, of, of your, for your salvation is the most important. Because if I live to be 110, 120, and I still go to hell, what a shame. Somebody calculated the years that um, Methuselah lived. And guess what? His father, Lamech, or what? No, yeah, Enoch. Is it Enoch? Lamech? Enoch. Enoch lived for 365 years. Guess what? Enoch died. And no, Enoch was taken and they couldn't find him. They couldn't see him because God took him. Methuselah lived 969. They calculated it and said that he died with the flood. Which one do you like? It is important for us to know that this Christ is Lord indeed. The fifth thing that I believe that we, need not, we must not forget is that by his extreme obedience, by his extreme obedience, he canceled our disobedience. He canceled our disobedience. I praise the Lord because indeed the writer of Philippians said something in Philippians chapter 2. Huh? He was obedient even unto death, even death on the cross. And because of this, God has highly exalted him. We are serving an exalted Christ, given a name above every other name, for by his name alone huh, you shall be saved. By his name you are rescued from the jaws of Satan. By his name things happen. Every one of us, we must align with the mind of Christ to have the sense of obedience and say that his death will never be in vain concerning us. So therefore, I throw this question to you. What should you do? What should I do? What you will do after Christ has gone through all this? What you will do? If you are a believer in Christ, I believe sincerely, you know that he deserves to be worshipped. If you're truly a believer in Christ, I believe that you will know that he deserves your service. But we can actually worship and we can serve without loving him. And that is not acceptable. Our service, our worship 
must come from this very root that we love him with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, and with all our strength. For when we truly love him, then we'll be able to obey all his commandments. Oh, I pray that you prove your love by keeping his commandments. Let's bow our heads.